Dana Lash's Absurd Truth Podcast. This story, the first thing that I, the first reaction that I had was the little joyful voice in my head went, oh, I can't wait for discovery. Hunter Biden admits, finally, we, we all knew it. The laptop is his. He, this is a strategy that he, that, that crack had employed way too late here. Cracky Jr. employed it way too late. He's going, yeah, it's mine. And what? I'm going to go after the people who looked at it. That's, I'm not even exaggerating. That's literally what he said. Uh, he not, I mean, not verbatim, but basically he says, yeah, the laptop is his. And that now he's going to go after He's, he wants to go a criminal probe into all the attempts to weaponize its contents. Oh, please, for the love of all things holy, come at us, brah. Because we'll totally be your huckleberry. This is just our game. Okay, we'll do it. How, how, is, how do you think this is going to go? This is, his lawyers have got to be jumping, throwing themselves from their balconies at this point. He had a, there was a petulant letter from Hunter's lawyers seeking a criminal probe, the New York Post says, into what they call attempts to weaponize its contents. Okay, so let's just all remember collectively together how the laptop was found. Cracky McCrackhead leaves said laptop, two laptops, thank you. He just like dropped it off to get work done and then left it for months. Never had any intention, was non-responsive, never went back to get it. How dare you, Trump? Yeah, how dare you, Trump, force Cracky McCrackhead to leave his laptop at that one dude who always wears the little fedora, always to, to leave it at his shop. <laughs> and and then it and it was weaponized and by weaponized we mean all of his porno videos were made public that's actually nasty that's not weaponizing that's a punishment to the american public but you did it dude snorting coke uh literally sometimes snorting coke with hookers off hookers i mean whatever however all the prepositions work with that um just bad Bad news bear. All of his emails with all of his shadiness. No one forced you to abandon your laptop. First off, you know that you're rich and privileged as a Democrat when you're leaving your MacBook places. Unless your name's Kane. <laughs> Sorry, Kane. <laughs> I couldn't resist. That hurt a little. <laughs> I had to, man. I, I got it help back. It. I got it back. That's oh, the habit. Did you? Yeah. Okay, we're it. gonna come back to the hundred thing. Wait, you got it back? Yeah. Are all your crack videos on there? They're still there. Except it wouldn't be, it would be your incense. They'd think it's crack and it would be all your crystallized sidebar to the sidebar. My mom found one of the little um, baggies. It's like a little, I mean, is it what a dime bag is? Alice wood is what I gave you. There's little chunks of like crystal in there. And my mom picked it up when she was over and was like, what's this? Frankincense. And I'm like, it's frankincense. Cause she knows that we, I mean, I've never done a drug. She knows this. But she was still like, what is this? If she was horrified. And I'm like, it's, oh gosh. And I had to like go into this whole story like, Kane burns wood. I don't know. And I just like, and like sap and stuff. I don't know. <laughs> For smells and stuff. And I was like, it's like, you know, just think it's like a pre-factory Yankee candle. I don't know how else to put it. Anyway, let's get back to the Hunter thing. So they sent a bratty letter. His lawyers did. Into seeking a criminal probe and what they call attempts to weaponize the uh, contents of the laptop, right? 14-page letter to Delaware attorney 
Attorney General Kathy Jennings, Abby Lowell said that the repair shop owner, John Paul Mac Isaac, he's got everybody's first names. Is just you would call him Mr. Isaac, right? Would you call him John Paul Mac? John Paul? JPM? I don't know. But anyway, they said he unlawfully a- accessed the laptop data. Dude, you abandoned your laptop, you crackhead. You left your laptop. Finders keepers. Ever hear that? That's like, what is with this family and leaving stuff? So his sister, this is what really, like, so Hunter Biden, you know, he's Joe Biden's 50-something-year-old baby infant boy, right? Ashley Biden is like my age, and I'm a grown woman, okay? I mean, for the love. She leaves her journal, her diary, in the in a flophouse mattress. And then someone finds it, and somehow they get it to Project Veritas. And then the goofy Bidens are all, it was stolen! You left it! You crackheads, you keep leaving your personal belongings everywhere. Who leaves their diary and multiple laptops? What is wrong with this family? Besides the crack and the promiscuity and the inability to tell the truth and the cronyism and the merging out all their elected. I mean, I could go on. You get the idea. The hell? Come on, guys. So. They said that they were weaponizing the sordid and incriminating contents on it. And by weaponize, literally just make it public. That's it. So Lowell wrote, quote, This failed, dirty political trick directly resulted in the exposure, exploitation, and manipulation of Biden's private and personal information. That's what his lawyer wrote. It's everyone else's fault that cracky McSmoke crackhead spit paint left his laptop somewhere and... No, you know what? I am. You're, some some people out there are, are. I can feel like the one person going. You shouldn't call names. You smoke crack. You sell out national security to make business deals with the CCP. As a taxpayer, I pay so much in tax. I can call you whatever I want. And if I want to call you cracky McCrackhead, I'm going to do it. You're not precious, okay? And I'm precious. I can just we can call you whatever we want. But they said that it's a failed, dirty trick, and that it was unlawful. Golly, let's go, let's please seriously, let's go and do this because discovery is going to be amazing. Oh my gosh, you think that you got a treasure trove with these two laptops? Just wait until discovery because you have to go through that process to actually push this further. Is that what they really want to do? Because I know of a bunch of, I mean, a lot of attorneys on the more non-Biden side of things, including some ignorant Democrats, by the way, who I am totally fine with on this one instance, allying with for the shared purpose of just showing how just degenerate this this family is. I'm totally fine with this. They will literally devote their lives to the discovery part of it. They will live and breathe and blink and eat and believe in that whole process. Are you ready for that? Because I am. If you're a regular listener, then you've heard me talk about Keltec and all the reasons why they're one of my personal favorites when it comes to firearms. Privately owned family company, Keltec has been making one of a kind American made firearms since 1995. Driven by creativity, Keltec doesn't just copy other weapons on the market, they innovate new ones, including the new P50. The P50 platform is based around a 50-round double-stack magazine which lays horizontally along the top of the grip. The 5.7 cartridge comes in several variants from sporting, hunting, 
hunting to personal defense. And with how easy it handles its smooth shooting, because it's well-balanced and thus accurate, you can definitely see kel reliability and quality at work. The P-50 is fun on the range, but it's also great for serious home protection. To find out more about the P-50 and all other kel weapons and products, check out kel That's K-E-L-T-E-C weapons.com. kel creating innovative quality firearms to help secure your world. Keltechweapons.com. And now, all of the news you would probably miss. It's time for Dana's Quick Five, brought to you by Keltech. Unattractive people are more likely to keep wearing face masks. I called this. I called it. I so called this. It's a new study out, and I, I li- we literally called this fit a year and a half ago. Uh, It says researchers conducted three questionnaires asking people about self-perceived attractiveness and mask-wearing intentions in various scenarios. And they concluded that young and middle-aged Americans who view themselves as attractive believe wearing a mask hinders the opportunities to deliver a favorable impression to others. But the ugly people say it actually enhances their looks. Okay, so keep it on. All right. I mean, you do you, right? The Air Force says a proposed Chinese-owned mill in North Dakota is a significant threat. Uh, they're talking about national security. Uh, they said that the letter from the Assistant Secretary Andrew Hunter released publicly last or this Tuesday of this week by North Dakota senators noted the proximity of the Grand Forks Air Base to the proposed mill and said that the project raised near and long-term risks of significant impacts to operations in the area. One of the debates was the uh, was the uh, company's plan to build this giant milling facility right on the edge of Grand Forks, 15 miles from an Air Force base. And there's a lot of, there were people divided about how, uh, I mean, I, you know, I definitely think, I mean, you're, you're, they said that you, they should find an American company to develop the agricultural project, considering the relationship with China and the CCP being very uh, antagonistic and hostile. Yeah, I would have questions about that for sure. I think that's completely justified. AI voice tool is misused as deep fakes flood a web forum. The fir- there's a, a, this comes from. Uh, it's a, a web a news entity that monitors AI and all this stuff. But it's a British AI firm that said it was rethinking its safeguards because the audio tool, its tool was used to clone celebrity voices and have them say racist and homophobic slurs. That's what people do with this stuff. Like, you thought we'd have flying cars? No, they're using AI to say racist slurs and, and homophobic, just to, just to do it to shock people. That's Elvin Labs. Uh, and they tweeted that it had been a crazy weekend. They found an increasing number of voice cloning misuse cases days after it released a demo version of the tool. They said that some of it was Quentin Tarantino, George Lucas, and the stars of Harry Potter films that it manipulated their voices to say that stuff. A Cook County woman is charged with stealing... <sighs> That's a lot. $1.5 million in chicken wings from a school district. 66-year-old Vera Lydell began working as director of food service for the Harvey School District in July of 2020. And prosecutors said she placed hundreds of unauthorized orders for food items, including 11,000 cases of chicken wings. And they were placed separately from the district's legitimate orders. They believe that that she, you know, they said the food was never brought to school or provided to the students. They said that, uh, that... I mean, she was out selling them. And they said felony theft, continuing a financial crimes enterprise. She's being charged with all kind of stuff and is in Cook County Jail as well. Golly, why? Uh, we have more in store, some two-way stuff, too, as well. Stay with us. Back after this. Speaking of regulation, I wanted to share this story with you, too. I saw this coming out of my uh, home state in Missouri, and this was in Springfield. 
And I immediately had to do with a dog. So, I, you know, I was I was reading it. The headline is Missouri dog euthanized after groom family calls for accountability. And it's this family that had they rescued their dog from a truck stop years ago. And the way that it says this is what they said. They go. They had no idea. One of the things that saved her a fresh haircut would also be what they'd associate with her death last fall. So they they told KOLR Channel 10. Their investigative, their investigative, I guess, their department. They wanted to look into an oversight void in Missouri's grooming industry because they had to euthanize their dog after an accident at a local grooming salon. And so she weighed like 25 pounds. And they said that she went to get groomed right before Thanksgiving. And they had went and they named the groomer. It's gentle touch grooming twice a year. They, they She went there twice a year since 2016. And the family said, oh, this this was different. She was always excited to go in there, etc. She said an hour later when she went uh, to get her, the groomers texted to say it wasn't her best haircut, but she was ready to be picked up. And she, the groomer was, has been doing this for 16 years. She works with area rescue groups. And the family said that the dog had to be carried out of the salon. She couldn't stand on her own. Uh, she collapsed when they tried to get her to stand. Uh, they said that um, she uh, had an arthritic diagnosis. And she mentioned that to the groomer when she was dropped off. And the groomer said, nothing occurred that was out of the ordinary. Slipping in the tub is common. It's a bathtub dog slip. And that's true. They said that um, they had never seen, she said she never seen anything like this before. One of the uh, one of the folks involved with the story said they the dog should have gone to the vet immediately. The second she couldn't stand, she should have been at the vet. And I mean, the poor dog, I mean, you know, it, it, she couldn't stand or walk on her own. And I mean, clearly in pain. And they uh, determined that an MRI said she had a spinal injury. She had compressed vertebra. It caused her deep pain in all her limbs. They couldn't, you know, do, they, they couldn't do anything for her really ultimately. So they had to euthanize her. And so the family... Um, asked the groomer if they had insurance to help cover vet costs. And um, apparently they like were trying to figure out to file an insurance claim. The vet, the groomer said she had never used her insurance before. And a, a week after, the groomer said that she had filed the incident with the insurance that morning and that uh, she told the family the claim was denied, even though apparently, I don't know, they said agents never contacted the family. The long, long story short, is that they said that the family wants regulations to be a check and balance over the grooming industry. Now, here's the thing with this. They're, and they want legislative change. They want more regulations. And I don't agree with that. And you guys know I'm crazy about it. I love my dogs. And my dog has had to get back. It sounds like this dog had a pre-existing condition. I mean, that's what it sounds like to me. I mean, I love dogs. And as sad as the story is, you don't have to have a regulation as a substitute to vet a groomer before taking your dog or to ask a groomer, do you have insurance or this or that, etc. If your dog is already taking medication for arthritis, there's something obviously, clearly you need to be attentive to that. I'm not blaming the family. I'm just saying, you know, because they're not vets, but I'm just saying I don't think that this was the groomer's fault. And I don't think that you need re- you need to push the, leg- the legislative bo- body in the state of Missouri to pass another stupid regulation. I mean, we have a mobile groomer and we grilled her before I let her even touch my dogs. And we went in and stood there while the dogs were getting groomed until we felt comfortable enough. And this is with Rocco's back surgery. Rocco has had back surgery. Rocco is in, is in a way more uh, precarious position than that dog ever was. In the story, 
right? He's he doesn't have feeling in part of his leg, and he you know walks oddly. Um, and we had to rehabilitate him even to get control of his bowels again. And so you have to be very careful with Rocco. And we know all of this. We've talked to the groomer about it. And we didn't have to do that because a regulation necessitated it. We just did it because we're responsible as people. And we don't have to demand that the state regulate every single aspect of our lives. I can't. That's what I don't like. You don't need to push the legislative body into pushing you know, another regulation or creating another regulation. There is no industry anywhere in any part of the country that is unregulated enough. There's none. Everybody is or everything is overregulated. And you don't need something like this. It's sad, but it sounds like this was a pre-existing spinal condition. The dog already had like already had issues with arthritis. So I just don't see I mean, I don't I, I don't see the need to have a whole regulation for this. I don't. We have too many. We The regulatory stuff is out of control. I feel bad for the family. I'm sure they love their dog. I mean, clearly they went to go get their dog help, but you don't need regulations for this. You just need to talk to your groomer. Right. Do you have insurance? Do you have this? Do you have that? I mean, these are I mean, I ask these questions. I'm and I know I'm not weird. You should ask these questions, too. There's no reason not to. It's his life mission to make bad decisions. (laughs) It's time for Florida Man. (laughs) I got to go. This is I can't even deal. Uh, So a homeless man in Florida has been charged with felony battery. Because a woman was running on the beach and he smacked her butt. <laughs> Okaloosa County Sheriff's Office deputies responded to the call, followed a set of footprints, and found 50-year-old Eric Lucas hiding in a bush wearing the same clothing described by the victim. She said she was running on the beach for exercise. When he confronted her, asked for a picture. She declined, and then he smacked her on the butt and ran away. He had a... <laughs> He had a prior battery conviction in Okaloosa County from September of 22. (laughs) Oh, my gosh. Uh, I mentioned this yesterday. We didn't have time to get into it. A Florida man was arrested because he tried to hide the stolen semi truck, the the semi truck that he stole. He tried to spray paint it a different color, like on Grand Theft Auto. (sighs) A Peterbilt semi tractor trailer in the back corner of a parking lot in a hotel. They actually thought they could just spray paint it a different color. And people saw these people were spray painting it, so they called the cops. And when Flager County Sheriff's deputies showed up, uh, the, the, the perps dropped the cans of spray paint. They were using spray paint. And they decided to run along southbound I-95. That's insane. They the, One guy hid in the woods for two hours, but the cops found him. The recovered semi-tractor is valued at $280,000. Oh, my gosh. And the actual original color was legit pink. So, clearly, they painted it red to conceal the color. It makes sense. But they took, I mean, they they disabled the GPS and everything. I can't, man. I just can't deal. Tomorrow, we'll talk about the guy who flicked a cigarette and caused a trailer fire at a gas station. Thanks for tuning in to today's edition of Dana Lash's Absurd Truth Podcast. If you haven't already, make sure to hit that subscribe button on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts.